Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm hopeful that this is going to be time well spent for you. I know it is for us because we actually have fun together, like each other. I want to introduce my guest today is Theony Shannon. And Theony is uh, a big part of my life, has been a part of my life for how many years now? Six years. And you call me dad. I do. Yeah. And uh, she's a daughter to me. She's fantastic. We met randomly in the parking lot of our <laughs> church. It's a whole nother story, but how God connected our lives and then she's just a big part of the fabric of who we are at the church called Freedom. Uh, but there's a, other parts of Theony that we want to explore today. Um, I want to start with Psalms 92. If you ever wonder why you prayed, this is why the Apostle Paul said he prayed in his letter to the Ephesians. He said, for this reason, out of, uh, let me see, it's Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth receives its name, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. And there's a reason to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Mm. And I think a lot of people just don't understand how big God's love is. No. It took me a long time. And sometimes I still have trouble with wrapping my mind around God's love for me. Right. Yeah. And that, that comes from being rooted and grounded in faith. Yes, sir. So if you're not rooted and grounded in a community of faith, and communities of faith can look like whatever's around you. Some of you are not in places where there's a church available to you. But who are the people that speak into your life? Who are the people that you do life with that love the Lord? Mm -hmm. And for those of you who live in nations where you can't express yourself in Christ freely, it's venues like this where you get online and you connect with other people mm -hmm. of faith. And it's isn't that great that we it's have amazing. that? It's amazing. So Theony uh, really likes the social media aspect, not all of it. <laughs> but the part that God has opened up to you. Yes, sir. So I wanted you to talk uh, some about what you do in Dallas, Texas, and what's happening in social media in your life. So, sure. So I'm so, first of all, thank you, Pastor Jay, yes. for having me. And part of what I do, um, I have a show, a social media series called Dating in Dallas, where I talk about all issues regarding life and love and relationships. And so the real focus of Dating in Dallas is dating, but it's really let's heal first and then right. find love. Um, what a novel idea. What a novel idea. <laughs> Brand new. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> yeah. And so the idea came, um, it was a God download. I initially started it because when I moved here, I made the amazing decision to start dating in the middle of a divorce. And I had some very interesting experiences, mm -hmm. to say the least. Um, and you and I have talked about we that. Have. We have. And so I uh, made a lot of mistakes, fell flat on my face. Um, my good pastor here had to sit me down and say, hey, you need to get some healing. You need to go to counseling. <laughs> and I was very resistant to it. <laughs> but once I started, 
I can't, that's when I started to really experience the love of God for me and to see that I'm not the sum total of my mistakes, that, you know, the time that I was married and that relationship, that it wasn't wasted um, and that God still had purpose for me. And so I would just get on social media and just complain about how horrible dating was. And then God shifted it. And he said, I want you to speak to the hearts of men and women and help them to heal. Can we go back to something you said? So your platform was complaining about how bad it mm-hmm. was. Did it get any better with you complaining? Not at all. And, and matter of fact, it got worse. Got worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are a complainer or a negative person, things are going to get worse in your life. Absolutely. You know, you complaining is not going to get better yeah. or get things better. So because life and death is really in the power, power of the your tongue. tongue. So yeah. if you speak complaining things, negative things. You're creating that. And that's what exactly what I did with each like live that I was doing. And I didn't see it then that God gave me the platform. I didn't see it. And so he had to show me like, hey, you're missing it. (laughs) You're missing it. Yeah. So you, um, I slowed you down there, but Mm -hmm. you switched gears into Mm -hmm. what gear? So I switched gears into really a focus on healing first. Um, I talk to men and women all the time from all walks of life, all stations of life. And what I noticed was, is that they wanted love. They wanted relationship. They wanted to be married. Um, they wanted real friendships and real connections, but everything that they thought and said and did was antithetical to, or was against their, their desires. And it had to do with you know, past hurts and past relationships and childhood traumas and all the things that happened to us in life. And so um, just in speaking to people, that's when God started to really download speaking to men and women's hearts about healing first and then approaching love, coming to a relationship as a healed person. And sometimes some of that healing comes as you're in relationship, you know, to heal certain things. Um, But doing the work with you and Holy Spirit, doing the work with you and your relationship with God to to get that healing first and then bringing yourself to a relationship. Well, here's what I found in dating. Uh, Dating can be treacherous. Mm. That if you're not healthy, you're going to attract what you are. Yes, sir. You're going to attract unhealthy people. Mm -hmm. And then together you're going to create a little bit more trauma. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe a lot of trauma trauma. with trauma bond and all kind of fallout from it. And it never ends well. Yeah. But it does end. Yeah, it does. Just not well. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) And then you're more traumatized Mm -hmm. for the next future prey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that, that, that dynamic of trauma bonds is so important because Certain you don't realize that you're only connected to that person based on your past experiences. Right. Isn't that like there's there's no other connection other than we were divorced. We both you know had uh, parents in our lives that weren't present, or we were both sexually abused, or all right. that. And, and that's why people say things like, "Man, you just feel like home to me." Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's maybe not a good thing. That can be a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I feel everybody has some type of trauma in their background. Even if we think you had an ideal life, just life happens Mm -hmm. and the way we process as children Mm -hmm. can sometimes be skewed or completely accurate, but usually it's completely accurate. Mm -hmm. You had some trauma in your childhood. Do you mind sharing what what that was? Sure. Uh, There was a couple of traumas that happened, but the two that I, I saw that kind of shaped um, how I viewed myself and even relationships. One was when my father and my mom split. Um, I was nine years old and my father 
um, you know, there's some, there was some infidelity in the marriage and he had issues with substance use. Um, and there was just a lot that went along with that, that affected us financially, emotionally. And my mom just was like, I can't do this anymore. And so he, in a huge argument and everything, he just left pack up and left the house. And for me, that was hard because I was a daddy's girl. Right. I was a. I it was rem- a rejection it for was, you. It, absolutely. And I can remember watching him in the bathroom just to shave. Like mm-hmm. I would make myself into the bathroom and pull the toilet seat down and watch him. And I'd just be like this, like a girl, you know, mm-hmm. to her father. And so to have that taken, I felt rejected. And I didn't realize that it was rejection or anything like that until I became older and I started to have relationships, you know, with men and and interpersonal relationships. I didn't see the connection. Um, And then the other trauma was the sexual abuse that I experienced as a child as well. Um, And it happened uh, when I was seven and then again when I was nine years old. So um, within that time span, you know, a lot of that affected me because then when I came to know the Lord um, as a teenager, I I dealt with shame. Mm-hmm. because I said, I, so we would go to these classes uh, called purity classes <clears throat> and true love weights. And you learned about sexual purity and holding yourself um, until marriage. And I carried the shame like, well, I sure. didn't because right. this happened to me. So I, I dealt with that shame and that, you know, um, dealing with, you know, all the feelings that went with that. Right. So I can ask you this question in full mm-hmm. face because I have the right answer because you also are a counselor. Yes, sir. Explain to us the difference between what you're feeling, shame Mm -hmm. and guilt. Mm -hmm. So, excuse me, shame, um, I I oftentimes look at it as feeling a certain way based on something that you had no control over. Right, right. Um, So I had no control. I was a little child when these things were done to me. Um, Guilt our feelings tied to something that you actually did. Right. So intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. Right. So if I were to like, you know, I would never, but if I were to like hit you, right. Um, I would feel guilty about that because that's something that I intentionally did. Right. And that's good. And out of that shame tells you, I am a bad person. Yeah. Guilt says I did a wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Worlds of difference. Yeah. Very but different. We don't know as wounded children or wounded adults. Yeah. It all kind of feels the same. Yes. So Absolutely. Okay, so those two traumas, uh, how did they affect your adulthood? So the the sexual trauma affected me. Um, I became very legalistic with okay. myself, with my body. Um, you see statistics of like women, if they experience sexual abuse, they can become very promiscuous. I was the opposite. The opposite. Hmm. I was, you know, holiness. Holiness is still right. Um, you know, I didn't even give the chance for the Holy Spirit to convict me. I convicted myself. I I absolutely did. I was very legalistic with myself. Which we now know is shame. What's shame for you? Very much so. Very much so. And so I was just very legalistic with myself. I remember when I first started dating, um, my then husband, I, he couldn't touch me. He couldn't hold my hand. There was no kissing. There was none of that. Like I was very, this is it because we have to live right before the Lord. I remember... When I, I used to lead worship and <clears throat> the Saturday before I would fast and there was no phone contact. Do not wow. call me after five o'clock. I'm fasting in the presence of Jesus. I have to prepare my spirit and my heart. 
for service on Sunday. Like, I would not talk to anybody, specifically him. (laughs) (laughs) Because I used to say, I don't know if you're a distraction. I don't know if this is the enemy. Like, I was very legalistic. Mm -hmm. So that dynamic uh, took effect while um, in my adulthood. And then um, when my father, uh, the effect of, like, my father leaving, I didn't have the in-house example of a father and what that looked like and how a man should treat a woman. Um, and I didn't realize it, but there were so many similarities between the man that, my, that I married and my father. Um, and so it was just not having that in-house example. I thank God for uh, blessing me with my pastor in New Jersey with, you know, like I had two brothers, I had, you know, a godfather um, who were kind of like, there to lead me, right. but it wasn't the same as having a dad. Yeah. 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 So, and how did you heal from that? Whew. So, um, I had to do, I had to get real. Mm-hmm. I had to get very real with me and God. Mm-hmm. And I remember just breaking down one day and say, God, I am jacked up. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I didn't have any other wording. Like I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm messed up. I, you know, was having all these panic attacks and um, just issues with me physically that manifested as a result of the stress. And I was like, God, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I need you. Hmm. I need you. Um, And I think in that realness and in that vulnerable space is where God meets us. Um, Because I was so legalistic, I had to break down in that way. Because Otherwise, it would have been just too formal. Right. It was just, it was too formal. And so when I came to the end of myself, um, God was like, okay, I got you now. And so I had to do the work. I had to go to counseling, Jesus and therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to get that t-shirt because it's important to sit down and talk with someone um, and talk out the issues and, and process. Because sometimes we don't process because we're so busy living life. Right. Yeah. You know, the good thing about internet now, uh, people could say, well, I don't live near a counselor. Mm. Well, you do now. Yeah. <laughs> and and laws have uh, become more lax with mm-hmm. going across state lines, yes. even international mm-hmm. lines. Because of COVID, yes, sir. it kind of blurred everything. Mm-hmm. So there is someone that can help you. And if you're saying, I don't know who to go to, who to talk to, you can message me. And I, I can give you a list of good counselors that will really speak some life into you and they're bound up in Christ themselves and help you get rooted and grounded Mm -hmm. in love. So let's talk a moment for about, about, about community. What you're doing in Dallas with social media is a connecting community, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how how are you, how are you now serving Dallas? Yes. And so this whole area. Yes, sir. So, um, Dallas and even Ellis County started with the block party. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing block party here at Freedom where I wanted to bless the block. And so it introduced our community to us, Freedom as a church. And it was an amazing, um, it was an amazing event. And what that did was spark something in me to really reach out to different people who were having events to say, hey, um, I have this gift of 
making people feel welcome. Yeah. You know? We, we, we call you the hostess with the mostest. The hostess with the mostest. Is that, that, that is what I am. And so I came up with this moniker of Fee the MC. Uh-huh. And so what I do is, is that I go to, you know, different events and I, I can MC, I, I host events, be part of panel discussions, facilitate panels, guest speaking, um, to really foster that level of community and really foster that level of, I work with a lot of nonprofit organizations and just really helping them to get themselves out to provide more services to people, but really helping people to connect and to come together. So that's a lot of what I do. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You're great at it Mm -hmm. Uh, because you really like people. I do. I I love love them. Yeah, you do love people. Mm -hmm. And that comes from, um, you know, if you were still wounded the way you were and the way you're talking about Mm -hmm. that legalism, it's hard when you don't like yourself, mm-hmm. it's hard to like other people. Absolutely. You can fake it, mm-hmm. but then you really don't like them yep. either. When it gets down to yep. it, uh, people are a bother. So I can tell by your life, you really genuinely like people. Yeah, I do. And then you love them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's something to be said about liking people. Mm-hmm. I think God likes us. Yeah. You know, I've heard people say, you know, I don't like her, but I, I have to love her. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure that they love them yeah. either. If you're saying that kind of yeah, stuff, I, I don't think that there's yeah, love there. <laughs> I don't think there's love. I think there's tolerance. Yeah, perhaps, that, that's probably a better. Word. That's not really part. Of, that can be a part of love, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. It's not the summation of love. And so, if if you're finding yourself isolated, I don't like people. You know, a lot of people from COVID have stayed isolated, mm-hmm. but you got to thaw out, yeah. uh, get some help, reach out to people, and find yourself in a good community where God can break through. Yeah. And I'd like to, to say in the midst of isolation, a lot of times people will look to addictions mm. to try to numb their pain, yes, whether it's uh, pornography, uh, sexual promiscuity, drugs, alcohol, mm. uh, inappropriate relationships. I mean, there's so many different things, workaholism mm. that people do to fill the void in their heart because they're not in community. So they get in community with things. Yeah. They become addictions. Yeah. You can say, what's an addiction? Anything you can't stop doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you yeah. want. You're like, I wish I wasn't doing this, mm-hmm. but you can't stop yourself. Yeah. That's an addiction. Christ has come to set us free. Amen. And in these scriptures that I shared earlier, I want to go on with it. It says, so we can have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep. As a kid, did you sing deep and wide, deep and mm-hmm. wide? There's a fountain flowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But here it goes beyond that. It's uh, how wide, long, high, and deep is the love mm. of Christ. To know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of all mm. the fullness of Christ. Mm. And so God's plan for you is not just to get by. Not to have a meager experience in him, not to, well, if I were really happy, it'd be up here, but you know, I'm good here. God's want you here overflowing mm-hmm. into other people's lives. And so when you get to that place, that's when things start shifting. And that's when God gives you really uh, experiences in other mm-hmm. people's lives, gives you chances to speak in other people, gives you platforms like yeah. Theany has where she can affect a city. And, you know, you, you don't know. It's, it usually starts small, but you don't know where this is going. Yes, sir. You're just obedient, yeah. right? Yes, sir. That I'll do it. Yeah. You you glitched it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You realized it. You made a course adjustment. Yes, sir. Now you're doing what the Lord is asking you to, and it's moving from there into uh, a stream of income where you can then, uh, you know, monetize it for yes, the sir. kingdom of God. Yes, you, you're a giver. Uh, that, that's just how life works. But we're all connected. Yes. So... I'm speaking to people in up to 200 
nations right now that we're talking mm-hmm. to. And I would say, regardless of your context, your culture, where you're at, you need people in your life. You ever isolated the uni? Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. I've done that before. What is it like for you? It's it's a very, I will say it's kind of dual. It's kind of comforting and scary at the same time mm-hmm. because it's it's comforting in that, you know, you when you're down, you don't have to worry about dealing with people. Right. But then it's scary because you're not dealing with people. Right. You're by yourself. And that is a very hard place to be because then you're alone with your thoughts. And sometimes if your thoughts are not the best, you're sitting there and you're going over and over and over and over again. Um, the things that have happened, you know, the things in your life. And so that can be a very scary and it can be a dangerous place. For me, and I agree with all of that, mm-hmm. is when, I, when I've when i isolated, it's because I didn't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. I wasn't liking people at that point. Mm-hmm. I wasn't loving people. And then there's God who is all about loving people. Mm-hmm. So if I can't love his kids, mm-hmm. I probably don't need him around either mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. A little, he's a little invasive. Yeah. So I didn't just isolate myself from people, I would isolate myself from God unknowingly, mm. but that's how it would turn out. Sure. Now, the trick that I had to finally realize is there was always another presence with me when I would isolate mm. and it was dark. Mm-hmm. And I just thought sometimes, well, that's my, my dark thinking because I'm sad. But when you isolate and you shut God out, you open the door for the yes. enemy of your soul yes, to begin to speak death into your experience. Yes, sir. You had that before? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we think we're all by ourselves, but we're not. We're not. Unfortunately, it'd be better if we were by mm-hmm. ourselves because you don't want the enemy whispering in your ear. Right. And so uh, I just encourage you, if you're in isolation, this may be the only connection you're having with people right now. Well, we want to connect with you and say, Please. get out of isolation. Yes. Connect with people because people are also your link to God. Mm-hmm. It's his kids. God uses people. Yeah, he does. And so uh, God's used you in my life, used me in your life. Absolutely. He's used both of us in a lot of people's lives through media, just through personal contacts. So it's all about back to the beginning, being rooted and grounded Mm -hmm. in love. And I can genuinely say, Theany, I love you. I love you too. Yeah, I love who you are, what you represent, how you show Christ, how you are in tune with who you are, how you're able to share your past weaknesses, yeah. and that those weaknesses came out of abuse. Yes, sir. It makes it all understandable. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate people like the who are vulnerable and just say, hey, this happened to me. It's not me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. She, she's daughter of a king. And so we're talking to children of God right now. Even if you have not given your life to God, you're still a child of God mm-hmm. that needs to put yourself back into the community of faith or yes. enter into community of faith by saying, God, you sent your son Jesus for me. Jesus, you love me. I'm going to follow you Mm. all the way back to God the Father. Mm. So I'm going to have Theony just pray a prayer of blessing Mm. to the nations that people would come out of isolation, COVID is over, come out of the cave, and step back in with people. When I want people to connect with one another at Freedom, I call on Theony. You're a connector. Yes, sir. You're a connector. So would you connect us back to God and one another? Yes, sir. (coughs) 
So, Father, I just thank you for this time, God. I thank you for every last person that is watching uh, this broadcast, Father. I pray, God, for every nation that is watching. Father, I pray that you would Mm -hmm. send your precious and your sweet spirit to go and touch their hearts right now, God, where there may be separation, where there may be isolation, Father God. I speak right now the life of God and the peace of God. Mm -hmm. Let it reign. Father, let your spirit, God, take over even the area, even in the room where they are, Lord God. And I pray that you would just prompt them, God, to connect to someone, Lord. I pray, God, that you would send someone, whether it be through the internet, whether it be an in-person connection, Lord God, help them to know and experience your love in a greater way, greater than they ever experienced before, Lord. I pray, God, that they would just know you and know your love, your Mm -hmm. all-encompassing, deep, God, love for them, Father God. We just thank you for every person watching, God. I speak to the nations, Lord God. I speak to them to be open to your spirit, to be open, God, to your heart, to be open to your love. Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Theany. And here is how you can get a hold of Theany and find out what's going on in her life and and watch her show in Dallas. You're going to enjoy it. It helps you with relationships. And I thank you for partnering with me by watching, by listening on podcast. I'll be going uh, very soon back to Honduras, dealing with church leaders for church growth, and then to Cameroon the next month in Africa. And I'd love for you to partner with me. Uh, Help me get there. Help me spread the good news. I love you. I'm praying for you. And let's all be hopeful together. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.